Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. In today's programme, we examine the job implications of AlphaGo's historic defeat of humans at the ancient game of Go. We look at one young person's rubbish experience of a modern apprenticeship in the UK. And finally, we examine Bill Gates' prediction for job loss through robotics and his proposed solution of a robot tax. Google's artificial intelligence group, DeepMind, has unveiled the latest incarnation of its Go-playing program, AlphaGo, an AI so powerful that it derived thousands of years of human knowledge of the game before inventing better moves of its own, all in the space of three days. Named AlphaGo Zero, the AI program has been hailed as a major advance because it mastered the ancient Chinese board game from scratch, with no human help beyond being told the rules. The feat marks a milestone on the road to general-purpose AIs that can do more than just thrash humans at board games because AlphaGo Zero learns on its own from a blank slate its talents can now be turned to a host of real-world problems. David Silver describes how the Go-playing AI program, AlphaGo Zero, discovers new knowledge from scratch. It's more powerful than previous approaches because by not using human data or human expertise in any fashion, we've removed the constraints of human knowledge and it's able to create knowledge itself. However, and it's a big however, it can only work on problems that can be simulated in a computer, making tasks such as driving out of the question. The program amasses its skill through a procedure called reinforcement learning. What's that? <laughs> it's the same method by which balance on the one hand and the scuffed knees on the other help humans master the art of bike riding. So what are the implications? Elena Vasiliki, professor of computational neuroscience at Sheffield University, said, it's an impressive feat. This may very well imply that by not involving a human expert in its training, AlphaGo discovers better moves that surpass human intelligence on this specific game. But she pointed out that while computers are beating humans at games that involve complex calculations and precision, they are far from even matching humans at other tasks. AI fails in tasks that are surprisingly easy for humans, she said. Just look at the performance of a humanoid robot in everyday tasks such as walking, running, kicking a ball. Tom Mitchell's a computer science at Carnegie Mellon, and he added, it closes the book on whether humans are ever going to catch up with computers at Go? I guess the answer is no, they won't. But it opens a new book, which is where computers teach humans how to play Go better than they used to. And the implications for jobs? Probably a creator rather than a reducer. 
while AlphaGo Zero is a step towards a general-purpose AI, it can only work on problems that can be perfectly simulated in a computer, making tasks such as driving a car out of the question. AIs that match humans at a huge range of tasks are still a long way off. And in the news, apprenticeship starts this summer were down almost two-thirds on the same period last year, despite a new funding scheme which started in April. One young person who completed a two-year apprenticeship in business administration has commented at length. This is what she said. I think it's the money that puts people off. If you're being paid the minimum, £3.50 an hour, how are you supposed to live? I was in care and had been living independently since I was 17. I started a two-year apprenticeship in business administration, aged 18. Money was just awful. I got £5 an hour, pay all my bills. So it was really hard to survive on such low pay. I completed the apprenticeship last year and I did think about going on to a level three, but the pay was still rubbish. I'm now working in a bar in central Manchester for £8.50 an hour, which is a lot better. In the college part of my apprenticeship, I learned quite a bit, but I didn't really learn much at work. It was all very basic. I had to email people, ask for references for jobs, do the filing in the post, answer the phones, do the photocopying. Didn't need a two-year apprenticeship to do that, although going to work every day was a good experience. There should have been more goals to work towards, to motivate people, make them feel more involved and appreciated. They could have made the apprenticeship shorter, given me more responsibility. Twelve months would have been enough. I started the business administration apprenticeship with a charity because I just knew that I wanted to get a qualification in, in something at the same time as earning. The charity offered me a job at the end of it, but I said no because I was the only apprentice there. Everyone else was so much older than me. Conversations with people twice my age could be awkward. I felt a bit isolated. Towards the end, I was just fed up. Couldn't wait for it to finish. I was applying for office jobs and temporary contracts. As of now, I get interviews, but I just keep being rejected. I'm not sure why. I have a diploma and the apprenticeship. If there were part-time apprenticeships, you could earn a living through bar work, for example, and build up your qualifications through apprenticeships at the same time. I hoped my apprenticeship would help me get a good job, but it hasn't turned out to be the case. <sighs> we at Eduvator are saddened by this and guess it's just the tip of the iceberg. We certainly used our good offices to talk to people then at a high level in the operation of the apprenticeship scheme. But apparently to no avail, apprenticeships are important and rapid need of a thorough overhaul and modernisation. Currently, it's a muddle, and all too often an underpaid one at that. As part of Eduvate's mission, we have been banging on for better thinking about what jobs are going to be affected by robots and when. If you've been listening to the podcasts, you'll know that robots are getting cleverer. Large companies are betting billions that in the near future we're going to have cars that can drive themselves, drones that can fly themselves to deliver packages, food, whatever, automatic fast food chefs, 
AI, personal assistants and chatbots, manufacturing robots that can train themselves and other robots, and so on and so on. And this has raised some big questions, including what happens if a new technology causes millions to lose their jobs suddenly in a short period of time? Or what if most companies simply no longer need to employ that many human workers? The background is this. Mostly society is built on the premise that companies and government need human workers to function and most adults can perform tasks companies would pay for. Governments try to maximise employment and keep prices stable. A lot of the money any government gets is from tax people pay as they earn from their work. Two-thirds to 80% roughly, depending on the country. So, if even a modest segment of workers are displaced or a whole demographic segment of young people are trained for jobs that no longer exist, then the impact on government budgets could be substantial. To deal with this possible problem, the world's richest man, probably, Bill Gates, has floated the idea of a robot tax. Gates has suggested we tax robots at a rate similar to what we would have taxed human workers. So tax revenue could pay for more employment, for instance, in education and care of the elderly, where robotic advancement will, as far as we can see, be less developed. The idea is also potentially to slow down the speed of the adoption of this technology to give society more time to adjust. So really? A robot tax? Come on. Just how quickly are robots going to replace workers? Bill Gates obviously thinks broad job replacement will happen relatively soon. Warehouse work, driving, room cleanup. There's quite a few things that are meaningful job categories that will be replaced by machines within the next 20 years, certainly. However, other estimates about the rate and speed of automation in the next several years vary greatly. Gates is not alone in his fears. The 2013 analysis concluded that about 47% of the total US employment are in jobs that are at high risk of computerization, possibly over the next 10 years. Similarly, as we at Edge of Eight have previously reported, the 2017 analysis from PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, found 38% of jobs in the US could potentially be at high risk of automation by the early 2030s. And the areas that they found the greatest problems were likely to arise in transportation, manufacturing, wholesale and retail. And the UK and the US are roughly equally vulnerable. There is some disagreement. 2016, uh, Terry Gregory and Ulrich Zeran published a paper which concluded that only 9% of jobs in the US are at the risk of automation. And equally, the economist Dean Baker has been sceptical that there is sufficient good evidence that automation will soon lead to mass unemployment. And Dean thinks that the current focus on robots taking people's jobs is misdirected at this current time. At Edge of Eight, even if sceptics are right on this and the figures between the two sides are very different, it's the responsibility of educators 
to ensure young people approaching the job market are kept properly in the loop to make job planning a priority. So there's broad agreement, at least, that some jobs will be eliminated by technology. But Western society has been able to adjust to technology eliminating some jobs over the past several decades. There are less travel agents now compared to 30 years ago, but more yoga instructors. So, could a robot tax really work? It's all about the rate at which this automation is going to happen. The argument for is that some variety of a robot tax is based on the belief that it's going to happen soon. This will cause mass employment displacement and potentially massive economic inequality. Against the argument for a robot tax is, is it really needed? Can it even be implemented? Would it cause more problems that it tries to solve? Look, the idea of a robot tax is starting to gain the attention of policymakers in Europe and the United States. In the UK, the Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, called automation an urgent challenge that must be managed. So educators, do the right thing. Do the right thing by young people. Ensure they're kept up to date with developments as they decide and set out on job planning. You'll find us online at eduvate.biz. Job ready. Employer says yes.